Welcome to the Core Principles Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you'll enjoy this lively discussion of relevant topics, which we attempt to examine through the lens of unchanging objective truth. Here's the host of the Core Principles Podcast, Clay Howerton. Thank you, Suzanne. I'm very pleased to welcome to Core Principles a good friend of mine who uh, was an All-American, unlike myself, uh, playing for the Paducah Tillman Blue Tornado in the late 70s. And uh, he has gone on to great success as a true public servant here in Paducah and McCracken County, a man I respect very greatly, Richard Abraham. How are you, Richard? Hey, I'm fine. Thanks for having me. You bet. Well, this week we lost our dear coach, Alan Cox, and so I asked you to come on and talk with me just to reminisce a little bit about Coach Cox and uh, just favorite memories, uh, ways that he impacted your life. And Well, the first, uh, first of all, um, it was uh, the fall of school year 76-77. Uh, my dad passed away. Uh, he had leukemia. He passed away. He was 47 years old. Well, uh, back then, you know, even though you were in the ninth grade, you were a freshman. The ninth grade was housed at the uh, middle school, and so my 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 sophomore year at Tillman, uh, that was obviously that was my first year over there, and so I was at a really sensitive point in my life as a 16 year old. Uh, my dad had passed away, like I said. My mom. She was really going through a hard time. And uh, I never will forget when my dad, at my dad's funeral, we were all sitting up front, my mom and my sister and I. And I turned around and I looked at the back of the church. It was over uh, on the 10th and Boyd Street. The, the church is no longer there. It was 2nd Cumberland Presbyterian Church. And the whole football team, man, walked through the door. And half of those guys I didn't know. I mean, the seniors, Kerry Bass, Robert Renault, Richard Bird. I mean, those guys, I, I didn't really know them. But they came, and, and they really made an impact on me. And so from that point on, the mentors that I had adult-wise, I was telling a guy the other day uh, while well, I was talking to Randy Wyatt, I said, man, uh, Coach Cox, Coach Miller, Coach Haley, and Mama G. You know, uh, Mr. Ruth Gunner. Those were the people that kept me on the uh, straight and narrow, man. And uh, Coach Cox was so, man, he was so intense. He was so intense, man. I mean, he would, I mean, if you weren't doing things the right way, he'd scare the hell out of you. I'm telling you. I mean, he wasn't real tall in stature, but uh, he uh, he knew who he was, and he knew that he was a great football coach, and he knew how to motivate. He knew how to motivate young men, so that was my first. That was my first uh, encounter with Paducah Tillman football team and with the coaching staff and Coach Cox. Yeah, that's very special. And I hear you when you're talking about his intensity. And something that stuck with me, Richard, was uh, Coach Cox told us one time. He said, "Some of you guys get upset that I'm in your face, that I yell at you." that maybe I've even grabbed your face mask, and I'm sorry if I offended you, but you need to know this. you got no worries if I'm yelling at you. 
no matter what I'm saying. The only reason you should ever worry is if I ignore you. Absolutely. So my my senior year, uh, let me let me go back. Here's, here's a, one of my favorite stories. Coach Cox, uh, he, he told me, he said, look, hey, now when I got to Tillman, I was 6'2 and a quarter, 258 pounds as a sophomore. So they played me at, at, uh, at defensive tackle. And I hated it, man, because my hand was in the dirt. I couldn't see anything. So what, what do I do? As soon as the ball snapped, I raised up to see what I could see. And I'm cutting off linebackers, man. Guys can't get to where they need to be. And uh, uh, so that next year, they moved me to defensive end. And Coach Cox, he said, hey, you can't bully your way through this league, man. You got to focus on your keys. And I never will forget, man, we were playing Marshall County. And we broke the defensive huddle, and I had my hand on both sides of my helmet. And I was just going, keys, 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 keys. And I lined up at defensive end, and I looked in the backfield, and just by their alignment, I knew it was going to be a screen pass. I, I got so excited, about jumped outside. Well, I blew that play up, and I came back over on the sideline. And I was just having a good old time. And he looked at me, he said, you need to calm down, Abe. And I'm like, what did you see? He said, you should have been doing this all year. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that was his way of letting me know, look, the bar is high. He set the bar so high. And you saw when he um, when he took over as head coach, man, they were Timber was either in the championship game, a runner up, or deep in the playoffs. Yeah, he had great success. And of course, uh, coach Dan Haley, we lost him too soon as well. He, he was uh, a great leader before coach Allen Cox and uh, he was he was funny too. He was so serious compared to Coach Cox, I think, in a different way, sort of a studious kind of a guy, but he was no nonsense, too. No, but those those suspenders he wore was. He'd come out there in those suspenders and those coaches' pants that, that hit him about right to cat. And we were looking at Coach Haley like, man, that's, that's it. That's his attire. But, man, he was uh, – we used to tease a lot. When I got to UK, guys used to tease us a lot that, uh, you know, coach had guys out of Tillman had to teach me and Choo Choo how to catch because y'all, they, they, didn't, they don't throw the ball down there. And uh, when Coach Cox got, as he got promoted as head coach, he slung it. He slung it. I mean, he threw it because he was a quarterback at UTM. So uh, that was that was uh, obvious thing for obvious transition for him, but. Man, uh, the other thing is he worked so hard for the players. You know, nowadays everybody has, you know, most high school guys has what they call a huddle account. And they can go on there and they can take film from him and, you know, put the little arrow on, on them and, and, and you know, tell a recruiter what a recruiter don't even have. They don't have to tell them anything. They can just go in there and see it. Well, back in the days, there was no such thing. Coach Cox would go out. He would go and get those uh, those projector reels, man. And I don't know how he did that, but that took some time to put a reel together, send it off to some coach. But he he worked he worked for those for those boys. And and uh, talking about a surrogate father to so many young men, man. And uh, that's why he's so beloved around here. Um, 
he had guys, he'd help guys out, didn't have a place to stay, let them stay in the field out. Well, you can't do that. Well, yeah, technically you're not supposed to. What are you going to do? So he was, he was one of a kind, man. He really was, and that is so true about how he was a father figure. I'll tell you, uh, I, I don't know what the uh, curfew was in your time, but by the early, mid-80s when I was over there, they had curfew for us of 9.26 p.m., and that stuck with me forever uh-huh. because I thought, well, they're serious. Now, it's not about 9.30. It's 9.26. And I always believed yeah. that Coach Cox was right down the street watching if I wasn't walking home at 9.26. Hey, man, and you did not want to hear him say, hey, Clay, got a little exercise for you after practice. No, you did not want to hear him say that, man, because – I saw him just make up stuff when when what happened. He was just making up stuff for this guy. And I'm like, you know what? And you know what? I think because at Tillman, I didn't realize how hard our practices were at Tillman until I got to Kentucky. And when I got to Kentucky, we had uh, we had two days at Tillman. We had three days at Kentucky, and that one extra practice put Kentucky over the edge. But man, we. We go so hard at Tillman, man. You know, yes, I, mean, I do. It, it, it was it, it was rough, man. It was rough, and and uh, uh, so uh, we're gonna miss him. Uh, but we all got memories of of him uh, in his heyday, and uh, when he ran out on the football field, it was all about Tillman. And it, it, they used to ask him about the other team, and he's I'm really not, I'm really not worried about the other team. You know, I'm concerned about my boys. And uh, if we play ball, we got a chance to win. And that's the attitude. That's the attitude he had. And that was always so simple. It's like the guys are across from you. You you hit them. You run past them. You run through them. Just simple. Yeah, but hey, Clay, look at the look at the talent that came through there, man. Goodness gracious. From nine, I bet you from eighty six to ninety six. Man, I mean, you had, I mean, just you had. Hey, I, let me tell you, I'm I'm I'm, I'm tongue tied here because I'm thinking back in nineteen seventy three. I don't know any other school around here in the state that in nineteen seventy three you had an offensive lineman win Kentucky High School Player of the Year. I mean, usually that goes to a running back, wide receiver, quarterback. Bob Blackman was was a Kentucky High School Player of the Year at guard. Yeah, they had it, it was so much talent came through Tillman, man, and uh, and Coach Cox knew how to use it. He knew how to use it, put those boys in space, let them catch the ball, and try to tackle. That 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 was the deal. Now I know that he inspired you personally as well uh you know you had great success at football but then you've had a life of impact on other people you've chosen to serve uh for a lot of years you served as city commissioner uh not a lot of people go into elected office to truly be public service but if you go into the city commission you're choosing public service so i salute you for that sir but how did coach cox inspire you in your personal life 
Oh well, first, first and foremost, you you got to show up, man. I mean, you can be the you can be you can have all the talent in the world, but you got to show up, and you got to show up on time. And when you show up, you got to have some kind of idea of what you're going to do. I mean, that's 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 what he taught me. You know, um, uh, uh, I just re- I just remember never that never give up attitude, man. The all he used to tell us, man, if you want something soft, reach behind you. <laughs> <laughs> but then when you go back and you read his you read his bio, you know he's over in Vietnam doing what what soldiers do, and brought his boys home. I mean that shapes a that shapes a man, man. That's the type of individual that that Paducah Tillman got as a head football coach, shaping young men lives. That's that's the kind of guy he was. And and so when I mentor I'm mentoring young men, uh look, man, you got no excuses. You know, if you need more education, get more education. If you need a better, if you need more skills to be, get promoted on that job, get more skills. Take a class. You know, don't complain and whine about it. Because you and I both know in football, you can whine all you want. You're not playing. <laughs> You're not playing. If you can't do the job and do it consistently well, you won't play. Now that there's, there's a narrative floating around here these days that that's not really fair. Well. When you're playing football, I don't want to know one thing. Clay, can you keep that linebacker off this quarterback consistently so he can throw that pass? If you can do that, you got a spot. When you cease doing that, you're not playing. So that's the way that's the way he taught us, man. And uh, we had our own little flavor to it. But that, that was Coach Cox, man. Very, very influential man in my life. Me too. And I came from a different place with it because I was someone who was never going to have the talent to start a game but coach coach never ever ignored me and he would have me out there on the practice field pretending to be the bad guy's quarterback every week he figured okay you can remember what the bad guys are going to do I need you to let our defensive first team beat the heck out of you every week while you show them what they're going to see Friday night. And I felt like this is great. I am contributing to this program, even though I don't have the skill to get out there on Friday night. And uh, so that was very important to me that uh, Coach saw that and said, I'm going to put you to work. Well, i tell you what, man. A lot of guys um, that I played with, they, they got the idea that since they, they figured they weren't going to play a lot and they were on scout team, giving us a look, Giving a first team defense or first team offense a look, and thought they were just going to go through the motions. Man, Cox wasn't having—he wasn't having any of that. I and guarantee you, neither were our defensive players, Richard. <laughs> we, you remember, uh, you remember Derek Thomas. We we changed our yes. entire offense around that one man. He was a man among all us boys, and he played both ways, of course. Oh, he loved when I was back there as the dummy quarterback. And I didn't have to slow up a step because I was just slow to start with. But, I mean, if he had the chance, he was teeing off. But We used to tell guys, hey, man, tighten your chin strap up. We're going full speed today. We used to tell guys that. And Eric, 
you know, Derek went on to play for Lou Holtz down at Arkansas. Yes, he did. He was really good, and uh, he taught me a lot too. Never ever take a playoff, and I never did on the practice field. But, uh, but coach, you know, he was so funny. Sometimes he'd get worried. I mean, I get hit into the next week, and he'd be looking at me like, "Clay, what day is it?" He he just the 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 feedback you would never want to hear from a coach. Here's what he told me, Clay, you can really take a hit. Well, thanks for nothing. That's awful. <laughs> But he was, I know, man. I, but he, you know what? He respected the fact that you showed up every day. Showed up every day and you contributed. And that's, you know, everybody, you know, there's, I don't know how many guys y'all had on the team, but when I was doing my time at Tillman, the numbers were, were down. You know, my senior year, we only had like 33 guys on the football team. Um, so uh, out of that 33, you know, you got to put 11 on the field at a time. So um, our talent was somewhat um, uh, scarce during that time, but but uh, but after that, after that, um, I think in '85, '85 we won the state championship. But man, there was so much talent across the state during that time. And you look at you look at, go back and you look at some of those guys that were on that those teams that Coach Cox uh, coached, Kurt Barber. Um, uh, Billy Swanson, all of those guys, man. Just, I remember those guys growing up because see, when I was in when I was in the sixth grade at Cooper Whiteside, we'd have spring sports day. So Tillman, the the seniors would come over, like that was in seventy two, seventy three. Bob Blackman, Daryl Anderson, uh, Willie Wilson, uh, Andre Greer, they would all come over, man, and we'd be playing football in the street. And we wouldn't be saying like we're O.J. Simpson or 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 uh, uh, Greg Pruitt. We, we'd be saying like I'm Bob Blackman. I'm Andre Greer. <laughs> it was crazy, man. It was crazy. But uh, those guys. And so then when I got to Tillman, when I got to Tillman, you had guys that were underneath us, like Wyatt and uh, Kirk Barber and uh, Billy Swanson. Those guys. So. It was, it was uh, you know, Tillman is unique, man. Um, it's the most diverse school system in the, in, in the, in the state, uh, and it works. It, it works. You know, that was a great thing about uh, football for me also, Richard. You mentioned the diversity of it. In small town Paducah, Kentucky, sheltered life me, I'm growing up, I'm as pale as a person can get. I just have no tone to my skin whatsoever when we put on those uniforms and got out on the field it never occurred to me that people were treating each other different because of their skin color we all on the football team were wearing uniforms and we were teammates and we were brothers and that was the great part of football was we didn't think about that nonsense that the world gets hung up on sometimes yeah it was one goal win that's it that's the only objective win your brother Paul, you pick him up, man. I mean, I—I I tell you what, I have uh, memories, man. And it was the, very, the first coach that I remember that coached me that passed away was Jerry Claiborne. And and I told my wife uh, the other night, I said, then when I see Coach Cox, you start to realize how much time you spent with these men. I mean, man, you, every coach I ever had 
I guarantee you, I spent more time with him than his family did. You know, that's that's a big that's. I mean, what whatever type of influence that man is going to have on those players, uh, there's a plenty of time there to uh, to have it. But uh, those guys were in the gym or in the field house four times, and they were uh, out looking at film, scouting. I always thought the coaches' wives were angels, man, because they never saw them. <laughs> yeah, we sure did. Well, I I appreciate it and love Coach Allen Cox, and uh, thank you so much, Richard Abraham, for sharing these memories, and God bless you. Hey, thank you for asking me, Clay. Talk to you later, buddy. Take care. I'm thankful for Richard Abraham, who was able to share his favorite stories of Coach Cox. I'm going to conclude the program with my own favorite story of Coach Cox. People who knew Coach Alan Cox know that he was always about the team and about helping the players on the team and really being uh, the, the best influence that he could be on the people in his program. And uh, that was borne out in a way that uh, really communicated effectively to me in something that surprised me greatly uh, just because it was an incident that I never saw coming. But I had graduated from Tillman High School and gone off to the Air Force Academy. Then at Christmas time, I got to come home for a little Christmas break, of course. And I went right over to Tillman High School. But of course, the first place that I went was the football field house and to Coach Cox's office. I knock on the door there, and Coach greets me, and he says, Clay, how you been, buddy? I'll bet your ears have been burning. And I said, Coach, I don't know what you mean. He said, well, come on in here and sit down. I'm going to tell you about it. And he proceeds to tell me something that absolutely blew my mind. He said, well, Clay, you know that the uh, education standards here in Kentucky have been under some scrutiny. And a lot of the people who have some good intentions are coming up with some really awful ideas to try to set things right. And one of their ideas is maybe we should get rid of all the extracurricular activities, especially mindless things like football. So I got called in front of the Board of Education, Coach Cox tells me, and I'm going to have to defend the football program so they don't eliminate it. Well, Clay, your old guidance counselor, Mrs. Cooper, heard that I was going to have to do this, and she gave me a letter, a letter that you wrote to her at her request before she helped you get into college. And of course, I remembered that letter myself. Uh, this was the way our guidance counselor worked. She said, I'm going to help you get into college the way I want you to help me is to write a letter about yourself and tell me what did you get out of your experience here at Tillman High School. And now I understood, once Coach had told me this, exactly why she would share that letter with him. And he said, Clay, I took that letter to the Board of Education, and I read to them. I said, here's a letter from a student who was on the football team, and he wrote this to his guidance counselor as she was helping him get into college. 
And the first thing he said was, quote, I got more out of football than any academic programs at Tillman High School, which is not to diminish the academics because they were very good, but football was the most important and meaningful thing, end quote. And Clay, I looked at those people on the Board of Education, and I said, this kid, this young man, was the valedictorian of his class, and now he's off at the Air Force Academy. So I'll thank you all to back off. And I left that meeting, Clay, and I hope never to hear from them again. And I thought, wow, Coach, that's really incredible. I'm glad that Mrs. Cooper gave you that letter. You were never supposed to see it, of course, but I'm glad that uh, she gave that to you and it was able to be something you could use because I thought about that letter, Coach, and while I was off at the academy being trained, what I found out was that letter was even more true than I could have known. And it was because, of course, listeners, that Coach Cox was the kind of man who set us up for success. He taught us how to live life, how to depend on other people, how to love other people properly, how to care about other people's well-being. Football is the greatest team sport ever invented, but it only works when you've got a coach like Coach Alan Cox who teaches the lessons that it can bring. So I'm very thankful that I got to have the, the leadership of Coach Alan Cox, and I knew him, and I'm very thankful for him. Core Principles Podcast is produced in Paducah, Kentucky by Real Productions. Music is by Late July, L-E-I-G-H-T July. You can find our music on all streaming services or at latejuly.com. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of the Core Principles Podcast. Please visit core.buzzsprout.com for more information. And please share with your friends. We look forward to visiting with you again on our next episode.